Good stuff. Awesome. Well, good morning. I hope you had a great morning so far. Thank you for being here today. Um, I know some of you just came back from our women's retreat. So who are you? Who are the ladies? Wow. Come on. Look at that. They're bringing the momentum this morning. Uh, so excited for you guys to join us. I thought you guys would be exhausted. But you're probably exhausted, but you're here. And uh, so I'll try to make this fast for you so you can get home and, and take that nap. But uh, we're so thankful for you. I heard there was like about 70-ish women there. Yeah, come on. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear all the great stories about what God did in and through you ladies at the camp. Uh, I, I know there's, there's a lot of good stuff happening. Um, I also heard uh, just recently that there, there's a couple of car issues happening right now of just women trying to make it back. So we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for these issues to, to uh, get worked out. Uh, and because, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it could really uh, turn things around a little bit when you have some issue immediately after a great retreat. And so we're going to pray against that distraction and just pray for blessing and that God will, 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 will help uh, in all of those situations. Um, but before we, we, we pray, uh, I want to tell you that next week we have something really special for you. Um, we're going to let our kids, our kids ministry, come up and minister to us next week. Isn't that awesome? You know, here at, at Grace, you know, we know that our kids, man, they're gifted. God has blessed them and gifted them. And I love creating opportunities for them to use their gifts that God has given them to minister to adults, to minister to us. Because we're, they don't get a little junior-sized Holy Spirit, right? They get a full-blown Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is going to use these young people, these little kids, to minister to our hearts. And so they're going to share a message with us, the message that God is love. And uh, it's going to be great. Uh, there's going to be a packed house because, you know, when kids have programs, you know, they invite their family, and family shows up. So you want to get here early, find a seat. Uh, it's going to be cute. It's going to be awesome. And then our kids pastor, uh, Linda Monahan, she's going to give us the word, and it's just going to be a great time to really highlight our kids' ministry here at Grace. Aren't we thankful for our kids' ministry here at Grace? Yeah. Well, show your appreciation and your gratitude by showing up next week and supporting them as they, as they do this. Uh, but uh, let's, let's begin with prayer. Father, we thank you for just your goodness that you've already continued to do in our lives and up to this moment, God, we just have so much to praise you for and we know that there's so much more ahead. God, we just lift up uh, the women right now or the families that are involved with just having some problems, Lord, with their, with their cars right now. And Lord, we just pray, God, that you would help them fix that problem, Lord. I, I pray for a miracle to happen, Lord. I pray, God, that you put the right people around them, God, to help them to lift this burden off of them, Lord, because we know that you did so many great things. We don't want this to be a distraction. And uh, God, we just thank you for all the good things you did in this retreat, God. We know that you have really given these women some deep healing and also a lot of fruit to bear through that. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. 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 Well, if you've been with us, we kicked off a series called Naturally Supernatural. We kicked it off last week, and it's about spiritual gifts. It's about the gifts of the Spirit. And I'm just really excited because I believe that it's going to wake us up. It's going to stir something in us that maybe we have not experienced before or haven't experienced in a long time. Now, if this topic is, the, is, is new to you, or, or maybe it's something you want to dig deeper in, and I, I just want to encourage you to know that, that we're going to push some resources to you. There's so many things on this topic. I mean, I can go on and on for months about the spiritual gifts and, and all the things within the spiritual gifts, uh, but I don't have enough time. Uh, 
And so if that's something that is an interest of you or to you, then uh, email me at omar at gcfw.org and I can send you some resources and give you a, a start on how to dig deeper in this subject. Also, it, it's got me to think about next uh, round of grow groups and, and I thought it would be cool for us to do a, a whole class on this. So that, that's going to be some stuff to look forward to in the future. But I think it's important for us to understand these gifts. I think it's critical for us as a church to understand how God has equipped us for the mission that he has us in. It's interesting that in a charismatic church with a Pentecostal theology that we can sometimes forget the role of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives. Oftentimes we are living this life without accessing all that God has for us. You know, last week, I gave you an example of somebody, uh, which was my mother, um, that had this iPhone, and, and uh, you know, sh- I was all excited about her accessing all these cool things with that phone, but she never used all the apps. She only used it to call and to text and take pictures. And I thought, man, how, how uh, you know, deflating is that to have access to this stuff but not utilize it? And I think that many of us Christians are, are doing that in our lives where we're living this life not utilizing all that God has for us and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. My hope is that through this series that it would stir you up with a heart for seeking more from God. I mean, how many know that there is more than God? I mean, I've been serving God for over 20 years now, and I'm still desiring more. I still got this hunger to to discover more of him and, and to discover more of his word and to allow the Holy Spirit to move in deeper ways into my life. I believe that God has so much more for all of us. In fact, you have to understand this is that Jesus paid a high price for you to have access to all the things in his kingdom. And the Bible tells us this is that that the kingdom of God is accessed through the spirit of God, that that, that he has so much more in, in and through his kingdom that we need to discover. And I believe that God wants every believer, he wants to enable every believer to minister practically and supernaturally to one another. I talked about this last week, that these spiritual gifts are not for us to puff ourselves up or to to even build up our own status within the church community. No, these gifts were given for us to serve. They're given for us to utilize, to build each other up, to encourage, and to build up his kingdom. You know, the Bible gives us this analogy that, that the body of Christ, a community of believers in the local church, that we all function like the human body where there's different parts for different purposes and, and, and they all have a function that's unique, but together they are meant to, to take care of the body and to grow the body and to keep the body healthy. And I believe that when I'm looking at you, I see all these different people coming together and God brought you to this church for this season, for this time, so that he could utilize the gifts that he put in you to help build this body, to build his kingdom, to send his message farther than it's ever been. That's what we're here for. And so in order to do that well, we have to be open to allowing God to utilize these spiritual gifts in and through our lives. That's why this is so important to me. That's why you ought to learn this. That's why I don't just pass by it quickly, but I wanted to take a series to unpack as much as we can. Now, again, there's so much more that we could talk about and reference in this series. Uh, I'm gonna give you a couple of good passages to read in your own study time. Romans chapter 12 and 1 Peter chapter four really talk a little bit more about these spiritual gifts and, and there's, there's positions and gifts and there's different uh, opportunities to serve in different particular gift sets, uh, but For the sake of this series, I wanted to unpack one chapter of 
that, that involves these spiritual gifts. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, so you can go there. Uh, I, I, this is where we're going we're to land for this series. But a little context in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is that this is a letter from the Apostle Paul to the church of Corinth. Now, this church is a young church. It's a growing church. It's a thriving church. And, and they're so excited because they're experiencing these spiritual gifts. And, and, and it's fun and it's new and it's exciting to allow God to use you in certain ways that, that, that are amazing and, and, and phenomenal. And, and the Spirit is manifesting in their midst and people are coming to the Lord. I mean, great things are happening. But the problem was is that they lacked the wisdom and the understanding in regards to how to use these spiritual gifts, how they ought to function within the church body. Now, this particular chapter is, is about public gifts. It's about corporate gifts. And there's a difference, a little bit of distinction through the word about these gifts and how they ought to be used within the church body or a gathering like today and things that you do privately within these gifts. And, and, and I'll talk more about that next time I unpack this because there's words of prophecy and, and, and tongues and interpretation of tongues that's coming. And, uh, and, I, and I'll clarify a little bit more of what I'm saying. But I want you to understand that the context of this is, is when we gather together and these manifestations of these gifts happen, that this is what he's teaching on and how it ought to be used corporately. And corporately, it's to build each other up. It's to serve one another. Now, these gifts were causing some conflict within the congregation and a bit of confusion because they were using these gifts as a, as, a, as a way to have social status among each other. They were using these gifts and ranking these gifts from, from, uh, from you know, top to bottom, trying to elevate people and, and, and look down on others who maybe didn't particularly use these gifts or, or have these gifts. And, and so you could see that that was causing a lot of tension within the congregation. I think it's important that we learn from this because we can be susceptible to the same thing. So it's important that we study the heart of the message that Paul's trying to get across to this early church. Another thing that he's trying to correct is that they were looking at these gift sets as, as, a, as a level of spiritual maturity. But we understand this is that these are grace gifts. These are gifts given to us as we uh, have the Holy Spirit indwell in us. And, and that's a gift of grace. It's not something that we earn, but it's given to us. And he's saying that that's not a sign of spiritual maturity. I know a lot of people that have these gifts, but they don't have the maturity and the wisdom to understand how to use these gifts. And so Paul spends a whole chapter, chapter 13, talking about that the measure of maturity and spiritual maturity within these gifts is how you use them. And he's saying the level of spiritual maturity is all based on love. That, that, that that's when you see somebody who's mature in these gifts is when they utilize these gifts and flow these gifts out of the heart of love. And so it's, 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 it's how it's, 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 uh, it, it was changing their hearts and changing their minds. And so he had to teach them the right way. And so that's where we get into this topic and this subject. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, he says this. He says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagan some, somehow or the other, you were influenced and led astray by mute, to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed, and no one who says, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. He says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. 
To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the, by the one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To speaking, to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. What does it mean by tongues? He means different languages. Different languages, whether they're earthly languages. Paul later on talks about there's, there's language of angels. And so there's a spiritual language as well. And we'll talk more about that next time, but I wanted you to understand what that meant. And he says, still another, uh, the interpretation of those languages or those tongues. But this is the base scripture for this whole teaching. He says, all these are the work of one in the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Now, who distributes these gifts? God, right? The Holy, through the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit who determines who receives them, when they're given. I mean, that's something that we have to understand really, really uh, in the base of all this is to understand that these are from him and he understands. So if these spiritual gifts are from the spirit and if he determines who, who is given, who they're given to and how they ought to function, then that tells me that he has a plan. It always starts out with a plan. And so the big question for us is, what is his plan? Why would he give us these gifts? What are they for? How do they function? And, and what am I supposed to do with them? And we need to understand that these gifts need to be submitted to the will of God, to the plan of God in our lives. So what is the plan? Well, here's the plan. The plan is to move, to grow, and to advance his church. If you're utilizing these gifts, if these gifts are about you, then you've got it all wrong. These gifts were meant to move, to grow, and to advance his church. And I want you to know this morning that the, that, the, that the kingdom of God is always moving and it's always advancing. God's kingdom, God, God, what God has started on earth, it's always moving, it's always growing, it's always advancing. And in fact, when Jesus was teaching about the kingdom of God, he said this, he says, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. The mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds on earth, but, but when it's planted and cultivated, he says it grows to become one of the biggest plants in the garden. It even becomes a tree. See, God's... God's, whatever God is doing in your life, it's always growing and always increasing. Yes. God is not the God of stagnation. He doesn't want you to stop. He's not the God, and when I read the Bible, he's always moving, he's always up to something. I love that we were singing that God is always moving even when we don't feel it, even when we don't see it. God is always moving, always working. And he's, he's advancing what he's doing in your heart. When you came to him and, 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 and that miracle of salvation opened up your heart to this new life, I'm telling you that that is still growing, that is still moving, that is still increasing in your life. And that's what these gifts help us do. That's what these gifts helps us do. It helps advance his mission for us and through us. So last week I broke down these, these nine gifts that he lists here, nine gifts. And I don't know if we have a slide of all the nine gifts if you didn't get a chance to write those down. But what I did is I broke them down into three categories. This is not scripture. This is me breaking them down to help us understand and, and categorize them. Because this is what I see when I look at these nine gifts. I see three categories. There's revelation gifts, which is the gift of God revealing something. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discerning of spirits. And then there's power gifts. And these are gifts that do something. This is healing, miracles, and faith. And then there's speaking gifts, speaks, or gifts that say something, which is prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Now this morning, I want to focus on these power gifts, gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, gifts of faith. Now, 
I know when I talk about these particular gifts, for some of us, we can become a bit skeptical. I get it. Because you have maybe have never experienced these gifts manifested in your life or around you. You might have heard, but you've never seen it. And I've talked to somebody this week that has been struggling in this area. They're saying, Pastor Omar, I've never seen uh, something like this, so it's new to me. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think yet. And maybe for some of you, you've had times where you've wanted to believe and, and, and you trusted and you prayed and you prayed and you prayed and yet you didn't see things happen the way you thought they would. And somehow it shook your faith a bit. It rattled you a bit. And so you stopped asking and believing that God can move and work in miraculous ways. I want to say this first off as a pastor here, that if any of you felt like what I just described, I want to tell you, number one, you're safe here. You're safe here. It's okay to, to ask these questions, to be honest with where you're at. It's okay to struggle with your faith here. You have some great people around you, and I'm willing to walk alongside you to help you work through this. I mean, Jesus, he took a guy who said to Jesus, hey, help me with my unbelief. I don't think God's scared of that when you're honest and open about what you're wrestling with. But I believe that it's in those moments that we are the most open to seeing God's power and work through our lives. I also want to say this for any of you who might struggle in this area is that we don't always understand God's ways because God's ways are not our ways. We have to understand that God is an eternal being and he is holy and he has a perspective that transcends sin and time. Think about that just for a moment. His perspective on things. And so we have to understand because we'll never get that perspective. Yet he holds this. So we have to trust him in all things. Now, we, we may come to an understanding a little bit when we get to heaven. There might be an opportunity for us to look and say, man, things, I could see how it all worked out. We talked about that, right? Didn't Nate talk about that a bit? That there'll be a day where maybe there's some things will be revealed. Some things may be something that would help us understand. When we see him for who he is, I'm telling you, it might change our perspective a bit. But we may never get to a place where we understand all things and understand how it all played out for his purposes. But what I do know about God is that when we see God, we understand who he is, and we have to understand this in faith because it all requires a bit of faith in our part to know God. And my faith is grounded in this, is that God is always good and always just. So even when I don't understand, even when I, when I can't wrap my head around why things happen, and this world has given us a lot of things to question and wonder, why did that have to happen? But our faith is anchored in the fact that God is always good and God is always just. So I gotta hold on to that. You gotta hold on to that. And the third thing of this is that God is always moving and he is always working, even when I don't feel like it. It's amazing that Nate didn't even know that that was gonna be one of the points here, but God is always working and God is always moving, even when I don't feel it, when I don't see it, when things don't happen the way we think they should happen, done our way, it doesn't mean that God is not moving. When things don't go according to our plan, we can start to question God's power question, is he really a God who moves? But I want to tell you that our ideas of him don't determine his power. His power is based on his position and as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. His power is all based on him and who he is. So we're talking about power gifts as we're talking about power and God's power. I'm using this word power. Where did I get that from? I want you to understand this. When you think of the word power, what comes to your mind? 
What do you think about? When I hear the word power, I think of energy. I think of force. I think of dominant ability, right? To be dominant over something. I mean, that's power. That's powerful. But I want to tell you that the power that God describes in his word is not quite like that. Because when we think about it being some energy or some force, we feel very distant from that because we don't feel like powerful people, do we? So what does it mean that God gives us power? What does it mean that, that he has gifts that bring power? Well, this power that God gives us is through his Holy Spirit to display God's glory and God's will. God is not a force. He's a person. His manifestation of his power only points to his position as the creator of all things, that he has the highest authority. God doesn't use power. God is all-powerful. You see the difference there? So when miracles happen, it's just us getting a glimpse of God's glory. And he gives us an understanding of God's will. Yet, what boggles my mind, what blows me away, is that God trusts us with that. That God gives us that authority. That should make you pucker up a bit, you know? That should make you feel tense a little bit to say that God has this all-powerful God and all this authority, and Jesus says that he gives that authority to his church, to his people. How are you handling that authority? Because one day you will be accountable to how you do that. That's why we gotta dive into scripture and understand how to handle these amazing, powerful spiritual gifts. Jesus says this, when he's talking to his church, when he's talking to his followers before his ascension, it's in Acts 1.8. He says this, he says, but you will receive power. We say power. power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Many of us are familiar with this passage. You know, it, it's, it's his say, him saying, you will receive this. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you have power. That word power is the Greek word didymus, which means it's the same word that we use as we uh, uh, use our word dynamite. Dynamite power. Dynamite power. Now, those, there's some of us in this room that like to blow stuff up, right? Mostly guys, right? <laughs> you like to blow stuff up. We like to go out in the woods, and we like to... Find some explosives, and we like to blow stuff up. That's our men's retreat right there, right? We like to blow stuff up. It's just fun, right? I don't know why. It, it's just fun. And what makes it fun is that we like to take this, this, this little explosive or whatever. I, you guys are freaking out. Some of you guys are like, well, what kind of pastor is this, right? But you've all done this. I know most of you have done this. You know, you get a firework or something like that, and you put it down on the ground, right? And you get some real heavy one like M1000, one M80 or something. And you go in there, and you, you, you light it, and it makes this big sound, right? But it's not the sound that gets us hyped up. It's the fact that whatever, that, that, that at the end of the, the smoke clears and you see this hole in the ground, right? Or you put it next to something and it just, it's gone, right? When the smoke clears, it's gone. And I want you to understand this, is that, is that what makes God powerful isn't the fact that it just is a big show, it's a big explosion. The fact that it makes the God's power so powerful is that it clears away. That's what he means by dynamite power is that it clears away. What is it clearing away? The, the gifts of the spirit, the power gifts of the spirit are to clear away for God's message to go through. Yes. Jesus says that I'm gonna give you power that would make a way when there is no way. I'm gonna give you power to where it would, less, it would, it would break hardened hearts to the message of the gospel. Wow. He says that's the authority, that's the power that I'm gonna give you is that it's gonna, it's gonna make a breakthrough. 
That's the power of God. That's what he's saying here, that, that he gives us that type of power. Now, for a lot of believers, we believe that God could save us, but God can't use us. That God could save us from our sins and get us to heaven, but it's hard for us to wrap our heads around the fact that God can do something powerful in us and through us. And that's a stumbling block for many people. My encouragement for you this morning is to know, is for you to understand that these are grace gifts given by God, not something that you earn or have to work up, but it's given to you by God's grace, that you could receive it, that you have access to his power because the Holy Spirit is powerful, and he has given us this gift of this Holy Spirit. You just have to be willing to be used. You just have to be willing to be used. You just got to ask the Lord. Now, one of the ways that God can do powerful things through ordinary people is through the gift of healing. So what is this spiritual gift of healing? Well, we have to understand God's intent for healing. God God gave us this beautiful gift, and we see it throughout Scripture from the old to the new, that that healing is in the heart of God. God is the God who heals. He tells that to his children in Exodus. He He says, I am the God who heals you. We, we see it time and time again that God wants to heal. He wants to take away disease. He wants to heal brokenness. God is always has a heart for healing. So what does this mean? What is the spiritual? Let me define this as spiritual healing. It's the gift of healing is a miraculous ability to use God's healing power to restore a person who is sick, injured, or suffering. Jesus says this in Mark 16. He says this. He says, and these signs will accompany those who believe. That word signs means miracles and wonders that God gives his people to authenticate his word, that these are people who sent them. And he says, in my name, you will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. Some of you are like, "Uh -uh," right? (laughs) And when they drink deadly poison, it will not harm you. In other words, he's saying that nothing's gonna get against you. Nothing can prosper against you. And he says, and he says, it will not hurt them all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. We also read in the book of James where he talks about the church and, and how when the church gathers together that we ought to pray for the sick. It's James chapter five. And he says, if anyone is among you sick, he says, let them call on the church, uh, the elders of the church and pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. We understand this. It is all of our call to pray for those that are sick, to lay hands on them, to believe that God can heal because God can heal. Later on, he says that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So in other words, it's all of our jobs to pray for the sick, right? We should all have this. And when you see about these gifts is that we all have a portion of these gifts in us, that we have this desire. But what does it mean to be a person who has a spiritual gift of healing? What does that look like? See, the person with the spiritual gift of healing is a person that seems to have a strong desire to pray for all those that are sick, broken, and need healing. You have the sense in you, this desire for you, and somehow God sets you up and puts you in places where there is suffering. You may have a heart of compassion, and God's gonna utilize that heart of compassion to extend a hand, to pray, to intercede, to plead, and ask the Lord to heal and restore those that are suffering, injured, or sick. There's something different. It's kind of like this. We all love to sing and praise to our God, don't we? We all love to worship, but there's certain people that are anointed for it and have the gift of leading. You wouldn't want to see me wrap a, a, a strap a guitar around my neck and lead us, right? <laughs> you put those earplugs on real quick. 
but you know that those that come up here, man, they're called to it. They have a special gift. Does that mean that that person, that every time they pray for somebody, they're gonna automatically get healed? No. But I will say that I know people that have this gift of healing, and oftentimes when they pray for people, they do get healed. That there is this miraculous ability for them to be used by God in this particular way. That is something that God does and gifts the church. Got quiet here. So you might be wondering, well, how do I know if I have that gift? Like, what if, and I think that there are some of you that do, God has gifted you, but you're afraid to step out and trust. You're afraid to go out and lay hands on people. You're afraid to believe. You're afraid of failure. You're like, man, what if I do this and nothing happens? I'm saying, just do it. Just step out. Just trust God. If God is stirring your heart for that, if you find yourself this strong desire in you to say, man, I got to pray for the sick. Every time you hear about somebody, there's somebody in my life right now that every time she hears about somebody being sick, she wants to immediately pray. I believe that that person has the gift spiritual gift of healing. But this person has that strong desire. Do you know one of our four squares is Jesus, our healer? We believe that healing is a gift from God given to the church to help further the gospel. You know, our movement was founded by a woman back almost 100 years ago that, that, that talked and preached this and people were getting healed and there's documentation on the healings that were happening in her revival meetings. We serve a God who heals. So how do you know? How do you test? Well, are you praying for the sick? Start there. Are you, do you have that desire? Start by doing that. See, sometimes it just takes us stepping out, and as we continue to practice this and allow God to use us, we become more comfortable in how we ought to function in that gift. But for some of you who want to try this and step out and you really feel this desire that God has put in your heart, here's some advice. When you pray for somebody, don't make it a big deal. Don't draw attention to yourself. Just pray. Be obedient. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. And after the healing happens, after you see that the person's healed and God does something, man, let them beat the drum and give God all the glory. You just walk away. There's there's people that I know that they're not making a big show. Stay away from the people that want to make a big show. Protect your heart. Healing is through God's power. He determines the method and the timing. See, sometimes when we read the book of Acts, we get all excited because we see all these miracle after miracle and big thing after big thing, but we, don't, we forget that that's a 40-year span. And in between those miraculous moments, there was a lot of normal, ordinary, mundane, uneventful days. So just, just trust that, that God's got the right timing for things, and he just wants you to step out and trust him in all things. Here's some examples of of God healing people and using this gift. What I like to do is I like to go through the book of Acts and I like to highlight all these spiritual gifts that you see listed. I like to highlight each time I see one of these things manifested and you'll see all these spiritual gifts. See, sometimes the Bible doesn't say, well, at this time, Peter used a spiritual gift of healing. No, he, he just believed and trusted and did something and responded to the Holy Spirit leading and that caused somebody to get healed. So when I say these things, this is what's happening. It's the, the, the book of Acts is all about these spiritual gifts functioning within the life of the early church. And it's God's way of showing us how he ought to work through and function in the life of the church today. Acts chapter three, we see that Peter and John are walking to the temple and there's a guy who's paralyzed there and Peter looks at him and says, silver and gold, I have none, but, but what I do have, I give you. Get up in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Get up and walk and the guy walks. In Acts 28, we see Paul, he's in the island of Malta, and there's a guy who invites him over to his house. When he's at his house, his father-in-law is sick with a fever and has a stomach virus. 
Paul responds to that with prayer, laying hands on him, and the guy gets healed from a fever. I think some of us think that a fever is like less, right? We think like, oh, you know what? I could just take some Tylenol. I could just take some, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, but your first response should be praying for anything and everything. Isn't that what the Bible says? And so he just prays, and sometimes we think, man, oh, God can only do the healing with the big stuff, but I'm telling you that if you step out and trust God even with the little stuff, it's gonna build your faith for the big stuff. I'm not saying don't try medicine. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying make your first response prayer. You'd be surprised what God wants to do in you and through you, but it's, it's him building up your faith. The second gift is the gift of miracles, also known as signs and wonders. It's the ability by the Holy Spirit to do powerful and miraculous things that give authenticity to God's word and to the gospel message. Now, this word miracles, when he says that there is a gift of miracles in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it's the same word, it's the same Greek word that Jesus uses when he says that he's gonna give us power. It's that, it's that dynamite power. It's the same word. I was blown away when I saw that. It's the same word. And so he's saying that it's something that happens immediately, instantaneously, that it's a moment that just happens. Here's a biblical example. When Jesus fed the 5,000 people with a couple of fish and some bread, that miraculously happened, right? That was a miracle. In Acts 4, the Bible says that when they were praying together, this is after the day of Pentecost, they were praying together and the whole building shook and they, and, and they walked out of that prayer meeting with boldness to preach the gospel. People that were hiding in the dark were bold to preach the gospel. That's miraculous. Acts 5, Peter's in jail, and in the middle of the night, an angel shows up. Come on, that's a miracle. That's a miracle. You know, Jesus said that these signs and wonders will follow his believers. We don't have to chase after these things. We don't have to conjure up these things. He says that if you live and follow me, and you walk after me, and you trust the Holy Spirit, these things will happen in your midst. Acts 16, Paul and Silas are in prison, and they're in stocks, and they start praising God. Come on, some of us know this story. They start singing praises to God, and it says that there was an earthquake that happened in that prison, and that earthquake uh, caused all the shackles to fall off their feet and their hands, and they were free. That's a miracle. There's many more that I could tell you and share with you, but you get my point, that God would bring these signs and wonders so that people would find a way to him to hear the message that his followers came to bring. He says, signs and wonders will follow them that believe. Now, I have to say this, is I, when I look at the list of all these spiritual gifts, I always see that healing and miracles is not as common as the rest, right? There's just something, I, I don't know why, I, I don't know why, I wish, I wish it was, but I have a, I have a belief in that. I, I wonder this, I wonder if the reason why we don't see it as much is because sometimes when we see a gift of healing or miracles manifested, sometimes we start to worship the gift instead of the giver. Sometimes when we see somebody step out in this way and it's miraculous and it's powerful and we recognize it, sometimes we start to lean towards that person then lean towards Jesus. We start to think that that person's the only one that, can, that, that, that I can go to and pray for me and all that and I think that that's where we have to be careful. And if you have this gift, you need to guard it with humility and understand and recognize that you're just a vessel, that it's just God's power and you always gotta draw people to God. You always gotta draw it back to him. Stay away from people that don't. 
But I believe that all believers are meant to have these gifts. I believe that we all have certain measures of these gifts. When the Holy Spirit's alive in you, he brings these gifts. But, but we're going to experience that we're going to be inclined to a certain gift or a mix of these gifts that God's going to utilize in the church. The danger is when we start to compare these gifts with one another. The danger is when we start to think that, that we're better than someone else because we have this particular gift. When all these gifts are given to God to glorify him and to move his mission forward. And the last one is this, is the gift of faith, the gift of faith. Faith is the ability to trust God and to encourage others to trust God no matter what the circumstances are. I mean, this is like a grounded faith, a faith that is grounded in scripture. And this is a person that is unshakable, that they're gonna stand firm, that they're gonna be the ones that are gonna be the loudest encourager in the midst of dismay. When things aren't going the way that, they, that, they, that, that you see that they should, there's gonna be a person alongside you with the gift of faith that's gonna trust and believe and stand with you. Come on, friends, we need this more in our church. I know there's people with faith. Now, what's crazy about these gifts, and you'll see that in all these little categories, is that they kind of mix around, don't they? Like what I see in this is that the people who experience the most uh, miraculous healing in their life are usually the people with this great of faith. When I see signs and wonders, when I see miracles, it's usually a person with a solid faith, with a real faith, with a grounded faith, that no matter what circumstances, they're still gonna believe. They're still gonna trust. Here's the thing about this gift of faith. If you know somebody with a gift of faith, they're not forceful, they're not aggressive. Faith is positive and hopeful. It's a person who has as strong assurance, as calm, assurance. It's a person that will always encourage, always pray. They notice that, that their gift, that the faith that they have is grounded in the truth of the word. And they hold on to it. Uh, I mean, I know we're not supposed to rank them, but man, faith, this faith is pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful. Sometimes we overlook this gift because it's not showy. But this is powerful. Why? Because faith changes an atmosphere. It creates an environment. You know, the Bible tells us that there was a time in Jesus's ministry where he came through a certain town, came through a certain region, and he wanted to do the miraculous. He wanted to heal. He wanted to do, show them the stuff of the kingdom, and he wanted to teach it, but he couldn't. Why? Because there was no faith present among the people. I'm telling you, man, people, this faith is important. This faith is powerful. This faith is vital for any church body. So if you're feeling discouraged, there's no one better to have alongside you than a person with the gift of faith. Find out who, it comes out in how they talk. They're, they're gonna always be positive, they're always gonna be hopeful, and they're always gonna push you to prayer. Last week I talked about these revelation gifts and I said that the purpose of these gifts was for God to give us clarity. Don't you love that about God? He wants to reveal things to us so he can bring clarity. Now, when I look at these power gifts, I'm like, okay, what is the purpose by these gifts? Well, the purpose of these gifts is to clear away. And then we just say that he's the way maker. And I believe that he wants to clear his way, just like his power comes like dynamite that is gonna come. And how is he gonna do that? Well, these gifts help us in this way. They come to help the hurting through healing. They come to make the impossible possible through miracles. And they turn obstacles into opportunities through faith. Who needs that this morning? Can we stand? Paul tells us this. He says, you need to pursue love but desire these spiritual gifts. 
So my hope this morning is that maybe for some of you, you, you're interested. You're like, God, I want to be utilized. I want to experience these things. I want all that you have for me. And so I want to pray for you this morning if that's you. Maybe some of you have never even came to a place where, where you felt like, like God was real to you. And God wants to show you that he's real and that he loves you. And so if that's you, maybe that's where you start today. But for some of you, you, you just feel like maybe these gifts are on a shelf and you haven't, you haven't operated. You've been too scared, too afraid, and God wants to give you the courage today to trust him as he leads you, and you're going to see opportunities happen. Can we pray? Let's pray. Father, I just lift up every heart today, God, to say, God, here I am. Use me. I pray that that would be the desire of every person in this room, God, that they just say, God, here I am. Use me. However you want, God. Whatever you Give me, Lord, whatever gift you, you, you have planned for my life and how it fits in the church community here, God. I'm saying I'm open and I, and I want it, God. I desire, God, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna seek, Lord, because I believe that this is your will for me. God, I pray that people go after it that hard, Lord God, that they just, they don't stop praying, they don't stop asking, they don't stop seeking this because it's what you want and you want them to just develop a hunger for it. And I pray, God, that if that's them right now, God, show them, settle their hearts. God, I pray for anyone here, God, who, who recognizes these gifts in them, but they're too afraid to step out. I pray that you give them the courage and the strength to, to step out this week, Lord God. Step out in a word of faith, God. Step out and, and just pray for the sick. Step out, God, and just believing in the impossible, God. Allow you to have your way to glorify you, to bring glory to your name through their lives. I thank you for this church. I know you have big stuff in store, God. I pray that you settle our hearts, teach us, guide us, every day as we move forward. We love you, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, remember, next week's an important. Yeah, next, give God the glory. He's so good. Next week is our kids program. We'd love for you guys to be here to make a big deal out of these kids. We love you guys. Have a great week. God bless.